Oh, there we go. Hello, and uh, welcome to Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery, and this is Jeremiah Campbell. Hola. Oh, hola. How are you doing there, Jeremiah? I'm doing. I'm doing well. I'm doing good. Uh, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm well. Uh, it's been a bit of a challenging week. Um, if everybody who was out there is listening, I'm sorry. There goes my computer. It decided to start whirling. Can you hear it? <laughs> Is it is it getting too much sun out there? Is that? You know, I didn't tell everybody where I was at. I said that I was visiting my father-in-law, but uh, my father-in-law lives here in Hawaii. So yeah. uh, he lives in a, a very um, local neighborhood uh, here in Hawaii. So uh, they've gotten to listen to uh, the roosters that live next door. And the roosters, let me just say this, people think that they just wake up at like four o'clock in the morning or five o'clock. No, <laughs> they wake up whenever they feel like it. So nice. I have little uh, earplugs that I have to keep by my bedside so that when they start to rooster doing their thing, I could do it. Are they that more. loud? Are they really that loud? Well, the houses are very close here. There's not, uh, okay. there's, there's not a lot of land in between these homes so um they're oh yeah they're loud let me, let me just say they're loud yeah and so. and so how many hours behind are you then so i am four hours behind you right now We're oh normally, that's it yeah normally it's two hours but right uh, it's four hours so oh, right okay. now it's 11 o'clock my time so it's two o'clock your time right three o'clock my time Three o'clock your time. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> because I did so well in math in high school. <laughs> well, this, this is not a math here. podcast, so I think we're okay. No, we're not. So, but we're real. And so, so everybody out there listening to us, uh, welcome and thank you for joining us. Uh, we can get, we go down rabbit holes, Jeremiah and I. We'll mm. go down rabbit holes a lot. So we'll try to stay focused for everybody today. Um, so we are now on episode 10.1, 10.1 and we've been doing this for, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I, well, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say, you can now visit our website, leapoffaithpodcast.org. Yeah. And on our website, you'll have a link to our YouTube channel so that you can actually start watching us. Or listen, whatever you prefer, but you can watch on YouTube uh, some of these now and, and and see what we're doing. Yeah, and what and what we are doing is uh, reading the Word of God into the world. That is our mission statement. Um, mm -hmm. So to kind of go back, I know that uh, anybody who's been listening for a little while knows that um, this was an inspiration from God, um, and we. I first got the message, um, you know, and then I felt led to talk to Jeremiah about it. And here we are, you know, two months later, uh, and now we're into the book of Luke. So we're now into the third book of uh, the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to keep going uh, for as long as God keeps uh, inspiring us to keep doing this. But we're growing in little bitsy steps. Right, Jeremiah? Right. Right. Um, you know, we've we started off with just doing this um, on just uh, 
podcasts, audio, and mm -hmm. then, uh, but we're always videotaping. Um, so there's been, there's a videotape of every, I use the word videotape. I'm so old school. <laughs> it's your VHS ready. <laughs> Visual, yeah. <laughs> I still have one of those. Oh, VHS, that's so funny. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, um, so we're just taking this a little bit at a time. Uh, we keep saying this is a marathon. It's mm -hmm. not uh, a sprint. And so we're going to do it as for as long as God uh, tells us to keep doing it. Amen. So amen is right. Uh, this has just been a blessing to me. I say it every day. I know people are probably tired of me saying it, but it really is truly a blessing to be able to do this. And um, it's always challenging to try mm -hmm. to fit it in. And I know that a lot of people might feel that way. So I'm thankful for whoever's out there who does take the, um, it, it turned out our very first one was like an hour, wasn't it? Or 30 minutes. Our very first podcast was like 30 minutes. I thought it was longer. Was it? It was either between 30 and an hour. I can't remember. I thought it was 30 and we we're like, oh yeah, this is good. And then my first ones were like 15 minutes. And then all of a sudden they started getting a little longer. So I try to keep mine under 30 minutes uh, to try to keep people's attention. <laughs> so, but you don't want to rush God's word either. So, no, you no. Know, or what the message is. So. And the, the, you're right. The first one was only 30 minutes. It was, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that, it went by really fast is what I remember. I was just watching it the other day, you know, trying to see how dorky I looked. <laughs> so so anyway um so uh do you want to start us off in prayer and we can go ahead and dive in and start reading so that uh everybody um won't lose attention span like yes. i do yes all right let's go <clears throat> heavenly father god lord uh, i want to give you blessings and praise for this uh wonderful opportunity that we have and, and uh, the things that we get to do on this podcast, uh, reading your word, sharing your word, uh, having a good time and talking about whatever comes to mind. Uh, my prayer is that uh, this is a blessing for anyone that decides to watch or listen. Uh, if, even if it's half as much of a blessing as it is to, to us, I know that people, uh, are, it, it's, it's amazing. Uh, Lord and, so I pray for the opportunity to get in front of as many people as we can. Uh, give us the wisdom to say the things that you want us to say, Lord. And I pray uh, that um, this is this Christmas season, uh, we're given the opportunity to to be in front of others, and uh, that we are uh, the the light that you want us to be uh, in seeming dark times, as dark as it can be sometimes. Thank you all for for Jesus, your Son. Uh, for his sacrifice and your sacrifice uh, for the forgiveness of our sins. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And uh, Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So I'm a little bit uh, wonky here because I'm not in my normal comfort zone at home. Um Obviously, everybody out there, we are not studio people. Um, we don't have all the technical equipment, but maybe eventually we will get there. 
Um, but uh, so yeah, as you can see behind me I'm in this little room, the funny thing about these homes in Hawaii, and I say this to everybody that I meet, the, the wood that you see on the outside of these homes is the same wood that's on the inside. Like there's no insulation. So oh. it's really kind of interesting the way these homes are built. They're like old plantation homes um, and they're not big by all means. Mm -hmm. They're very, but they're cozy and very nice. It's a, it's a really lovely home. This is the house my uh, husband grew up in. So, uh, but I came here just for a little break and to help my father-in-law do a little work around the house. So it, uh, it is what it is. So yeah, this is not a vacation. I haven't even been to the beach yet. I haven't even That's seen terrible. the beach. Yeah, That's and, it's, and it's actually, we're in the rainy season, uh, November. Uh, yeah, November through like March-ish, February, uh, March is quote unquote the rainy season. So yeah, anyway, I can talk all day about that. All right, so we are uh, episode 10.1, Luke chapter two. <clears throat> the birth of Jesus. At that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea. Sorry, I'm underlining. Uh, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. The shepherds and angels. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in, in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Jesus is presented in the temple. 
Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel even before he was conceived. Then it was time for, this, for their purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says, if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. The prophecy of, of Simeon. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and, and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present their ba the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace, as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will, be pier will pierce your very soul. The prophecy of Anna. Anna is a prophet. Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus, I'm sorry, when Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom and God's favor was on him. Jesus speaks with the teachers. Every year, Jesus's parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first because they assumed he was among the other travelers. But when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple, sitting among the, relig the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. 
son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic searching for you everywhere. But why did you need to search, he asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. Then he returned to Nazareth with them, and he was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. All right. That's a lot of, uh, lot of stuff. That is. So, um, well, where do you want to start? Well, um, I guess the, the first thing I kind of that just stands out to me is uh, the census. Just the fact that, you know, in this time, there's concern about the number of people and where they are and who they are. I don't know. I just it, it, it seems like now when I think about census, I mean, I think about, you know, government funding and how many people are, you know, citizens and, and what have you. It's just it's hard for me to grasp in the ancient world that was started back then. And. I think I think maybe that the census is being taken. OK, so Rome is in charge, right? Right. And Rome is the one that's taxing everybody. I think they want an account of everybody so that they can continue taxing. So yeah. it's got nothing to, it's got, that's the only reason I think that they're doing it. But I also believe that this was God's providence because that was the only way to get Joseph back there. So this was all God's providence, putting things in, I think, into, into play um, because he had to go back to, uh, it says, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, which is where, I think it's back in Isaiah where it's prophesied that that's where the baby's going to be born. So, you know, I, I think that what our listeners need to understand is that God's providence is taking con complete, he always is taking complete control, but this is what's happening to get the family to where they need to be. And so mm -hmm. that the prophecies will, will actually come to light. Um, and then it says he took them with Mary, uh, took him, Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. So they're still engaged. They're not even married yet. So I don't know when exactly they got married. It doesn't say. Right. I don't right. Know. So and then it's, while they were there, see, now this is the account where. There's no this is kind of. um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's it's just details. It's not, I mean, it's just, it's the facts, sorry. It's the yeah. facts. There's yeah. no actual details of them knocking on the door and trying to find a place to stay. You know, that's, is that, that might be in John, because I don't think it was in Matthew, was it? Was it in Matthew? I can't remember. Isn't that terrible? I mean, we just read it like two months ago. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think John has a bit of a more detailed, and we'll find out in yeah. a little bit. So, because we're going to read it again. <clears throat> and then, uh, just as a side note, uh, as I was reading about the shepherds and the angels, uh, if anybody is a, a 
trivia fan, this is the speech that Linus gives in Charlie Brown. This is the this is where he oh, takes. Yeah. yeah. So so come so if you get to watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special, which is a big fan for us, we do this every year. It's one of our traditions. We own it. Um, on DVD, not VHS. <laughs> so, but it's really cool when Linus gets up on stage and starts to to do his uh, little speech about what the true meaning of Christmas is. Right. And this is where he takes it from, was from Luke. So, um, where did you go from there? Because I actually just was circling everything in that. Well, what the thing that I took from this chapter was so in verse, um, well, of course, verse five, but then in, in verse 19, it says, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them after. That's very humanizing. That's very uh, making Mary, you know, that's what moms do, right? That's what we do with our kids is yeah. um, we take these things and, and, and store them and think about them later. Yeah. Not just moms, but I mean, that's when you think of a nurturer and something, you know, mom comes to mind. And uh, I think Luke does a really good job of making the human feeling come through on that. Yeah, I uh, think you're right. Um, I, I underline that as well, <clears throat> because uh, same thing. Uh, I was thinking not only was he um, making her human. Uh, and, you know, just like we all do with, I mean, we, of course, we have the luxury of pictures and, you know, videos and, you know, cell phones and all that stuff. She didn't have that. So everything had to be up here, you know. Um, I mean, how many times do you say something that one of your kids said, you know, and you're like, oh, I remember when, you know, mm -hmm. they said this mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, so and I've lost a lot of them over the years, but there's a couple that we keep saying. But anyway, yeah. Um I thought, I, just to back up just a little bit, um, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. You know, that's a common uh, thing that we hear uh, way back from the Old Testament. You know, don't be afraid. Everything's good. Everything's oh, it's calm. You know, um, when I read yesterday, uh, when... Uh, Gabriel shows up and he says to Zechariah, he says to Mary, you know, don't be afraid, just calm down, relax, it's all going to be okay. Um, although Zechariah, you know, didn't believe and he couldn't speak for nine months. So, right. Anyway, um, the other thing that I thought was cool, and this is another thing that's uh, as a theme in the, in the Bible in general, is at the very end of 20. Uh, it, it says what it was just as the angel had told them. This is common. It's a common thread. Um, they did just as the Lord told them. Um, it is is exactly the way the Lord said it was going to be. It's it's a common thread because this is how God wants it. And you know, it's just as the angel had told them. And right. so, um, I think that's it's it's reassuring and comforting to me. To know that that's the way God works, you know, it's just as He says it's going to be. So, all right, uh, what else did you get into? Um, well, the story of Simeon. Um, 
in, in the next section there talking about how you know he was promised that he would see the Messiah. Oh yeah. Uh, to come well, and rescue you, Israel. Wait, before you jump into that. So I thought this was kind of cool. Um, uh, in the end of, what was it, 24. Uh, so they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, turtle doves, uh, which mm -hmm. is in that, you know, the song, the 12 Told days it. of Christmas. So, and there's a story with the 12 days of Christmas. I don't know if you know the story behind that. I've heard it. I couldn't. Yeah, tell you I can't what remember it, it. I can't remember it either. So I'm going to make that my homework uh, to find out what this, it's something to do. Like, it was like, um, they were seek, it was like a, a code. And I want to say that it was during some kind of, persecution that was going on i don't know what persecution was going on but uh so i'm gonna write 12 days of christmas i have a notebook everybody that i keep notes in i showed it to jeremiah so that's my homework so next week i will have the answers hey if anybody else finds out about it uh feel free to email me uh, at our website because we yep. just got that working today. So I just, I can get emails now <laughs> and I'll write back. So if anybody finds out about it, uh, please feel free to email me about that. So, okay, let's keep going. All right. So we're moving into the prophecy of Simeon and Simeon. that he's going to uh, be there to see the Messiah. He won't die until he gets to see him. And then of course his speech here, um, in 29 through 32, uh, just the realization of what, what he's experiencing at the moment. And again, when, when someone talks about our children in a, in a certain light in a certain way, don't you beam like with just, you feel so blessed to have your kids and they're, you know, what people think of them. It's just an amazing yeah. feeling. And and again, Luke is making this, it's connecting us with the parents, with Mary yeah. and Joseph, right? That, you know, they're amazed and and just so glad to hear that what what Simeon has blessed over Jesus. And I what what I really found interesting was in 34. Um, he says, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall. Mm. That's so true because everybody thought the Messiah was coming uh, initially to kick Rome, Rome out of Jerusalem and Israel will rise. But this one little sentence here, many in Israel to fall. Uh, and I know he's talking more about Pharisees and the religious leaders of the time, but it's just so amazing. This one little sentence here, you know, in the beginning of the chapter, uh, it just really points out what's really going to happen. And yeah. I don't think I've ever paid attention to that verse before. And so that just kind of stuck to me. Yeah. What I find is that we get a little nugget every time you, it, God reveals something new every time you read. I mean, it's it's crazy. I was just talking to my friend Sharon about that this morning, um, reading Joshua, which is another story. But anyway, yeah, I underlined that as well. Um, I circled the word um, amazed 
that Jesus's mm -hmm. parents were amazed uh, about what was being said to them about him. And then, uh, and many will, like you said, will fall, but many are going to rise, right. which is another, like there's going to be, and that, and it happens today. You know, there are people who fall because of it and because, and people will rise up, you know, you, and it's all about choices. You know, you mm -hmm. got to choose. Mm -hmm. um, and this I thought was kind of interesting as a result the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your very soul I I, I find that as a huge prophecy because I, I think I, I don't know the first thing I was thinking of was Jesus on the cross and then piercing him with the uh, the spear the spear yeah which it wasn't a sword, but I don't know if that's what he's likening to or not, but that's what thought processed through my head. And it's going to crush Mary. I mean, to sit yeah. there, I, I remember watching that movie, The Passion. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching Mary watch them whip Jesus and blood is like splattering on her face. I mean, that, who, what mother? I mean, I, Holy cow. I, I, I don't know how she got through that. Right. Like, I, I would have been in there like trying to jump in and protect him. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, and I know she couldn't because that wasn't what God's will was. But knowing myself, I'd be like, be, if it was between me and somebody getting on one of my kids. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, don't mess with the mama. <laughs> right. Right. Mama bear. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, so then we go into the prophecy of Anna. Did you get anything with Anna? I just, you know, the 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 way the Bible outlines just individuals that have a tremendous amount of faith um, is just so inspiring. Just knowing that, you know, Simeon and then here Anna, that these are people that are dedicated their lives to the Lord. And... Mm. Um, yeah. He does give them a blessing, you know, they get to see and they know who the Messiah is and um, just all her years of dedication and being at the temple and she got the opportunity to know that this this child was going to be the Messiah. Yeah. Well, I thought it was kind of interesting. She was 84. I don't know why, but I circled that. You know, she's. Yeah. And she lived as a widow to the age of 84. I just thought that was kind of interesting, but it, it doesn't mean anything. There's nothing really to discuss. It just, I don't know, it's mm -hmm. kind of pinged on me. Um, I got into uh, 39 when Jesus's parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord and they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. Mm -hmm. There, the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom and God's favor was on him. It's, I don't know. I just, Filled with wisdom, you know? Yeah. How do you say that about a child? Now, the other, you got to back up the truck a little bit because uh, I don't know. I, I know that they're, well, he didn't even talk about the, the wise men showing up, right? That wasn't even, he just talked about the shepherds. So, right. Well, and I think it's because he's, you know, Luke's trying to get into about, you know, within eight days they go to uh, the temple for the circumcision and that, and then moves, just moves it into Galilee. Cause I, I think what we know now is that the wise men didn't show up till 
about two years of age. But he was still in, but they were in Bethlehem. So I'm not exactly sure. Like they had to go to Bethlehem. Are you sure, are you sure that the wise men came to Bethlehem? Oh, I well, think they did, didn't they? Yeah. Let's go back to Matthew. Hold on. Sorry, guys. A little bit. See, I told you we'd chase rabbit holes. We do. But that's okay. It is okay. We just want to make sure that we are on the right path here. Because we're not Bible scholars. No, we're not Bible scholars. We just read in the Bible just like everybody else. Here it is. Visitors from the East. Uh, here it called for a private meeting. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the East guided them to Bethlehem. Yeah, that's yeah, chapter does say that, verse in Bethlehem nine. and Judea. Yeah. So, again, we don't know the exact timeline and why it's not mentioned here in Luke. So, again, if you are somebody who's knowledgeable of this, feel free to let us know. We're always interested in getting a little bit more information, right? Right, right. And, you know, these are, the Gospels are four different accounts. Yeah. Right. And so they weren't written down until later on. So a lot of it was kind of just spoken. And so, you know, when you hear people's different, when you hear four different people or more about the same event, sometimes, you know, some people will leave this out because this is more significant to them and to their story. So I'm, I'm, you know, I guess what, what's going on is Luke is not necessarily focusing on that because he's got a, a different picture that he's talking about. Well, the thing is, is that Luke is a physician, like I mentioned yesterday. So he's obviously educated. And it to me, what he's done here is his research and his back and he's done his his digging from however he got his information. I don't know. But obviously, like when he talks about Mary, he must have gone and spoken to her directly. Yeah, I mean, that's what somehow, I was thinking. You know, she, he had to talk to people who actually knew Jesus when he was growing up or else how would he have gotten this information? So yeah. he definitely did his homework is, mm -hmm. is basically the way I'm reading it. So and then uh, so the last section uh, is when Jesus is 12 years old. And uh, when Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual the Passover festival. Uh, after the celebration was over, they, okay, this I thought was crazy. <laughs> they left him and <laughs> who's done that? Who, right. I, I, I've not left my kid in a store or anywhere, uh, but I have, true story, forgotten Gabriel a couple of times at the church uh like at daycare it's not like right. as if he was like not you know being taken care of <laughs> by somebody but i did uh, a couple of times uh where I, it's like uh lorraine are you gonna come pick up gabriel oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes yes well it's, it's funny my son remembers he had he couldn't have been it was eight years ago so maybe five we we're at this little museum and we didn't leave him but he thinks in his mind he got left like in a section behind us and we saw him the whole time, but we were letting him do his little thing there. We were just, you know, kind of in the next room and he, he remembers this day that we left him in the museum and that was the worst day of his life. 
and they blow it out of proportion, right? Right. You know, I remember as a little girl, and I'm, I don't mean to get off track here, but I remember as a little girl, there was this place, this uh, department store in New Jersey called Alexander's. And I, and uh, actually, I think the building is still there. But anyway, my mom took me shopping there. And somehow I got separated from her. I don't know how. And I'm like wandering through this department store, like through the jewelry department, and I'm trying to find my mom. Somehow I had the sense to go back out to the parking lot to where the car was. I don't know how I found it. And I I couldn't have been more than like, I don't know, anywhere between six and eight years old. So I don't know how I had the sense to get to back to the car. I don't even know how I found her. I don't know how, I have no idea. I, I don't know if she lost me, she knew where I was at, no idea. But I do remember the wandering and the trying to find, I was frantic. I got to tell you, I was definitely Yeah, frantic. yeah. Anyway, getting back to Jesus. Um, so after the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, uh, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. So this is the first time he wasn't technically being disobedient, but, you know, definitely not, I don't know. I mean, you're not supposed to just, you know, stay behind when your parents are leaving. Well, and you know, it goes back to, he was, he was still a child, right? And so, you know, he just wanted to go talk to people that were, you know, doing religious studies and, yeah. And um, I don't I don't think it. Yeah, I don't think it was a disobedience thing as much as it was. You know what? I'm going to go here and hang out because I want to know what they what they think and what they, you know, ask them questions. Yeah. Yeah. So did you underline anything in there? I didn't underline anything till the end. OK. Um, I did 48. I did do a little bit of a parentheses. Uh well, backing up a little bit, three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers. So the, they were listening to, was he listening to them or they were at, they were listening to him, right? Well, I think both, they were going back and forth, it sounds like, because he was asking questions, but they were amazed at his answers. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. And then his parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, serving, uh, searching for you everywhere. Um, but why did you need to search, he asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? Mm -hmm. and, and they don't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of interesting that they didn't understand that line. Did, is that what you underlined? Actually, yeah, it was. It's just, it, I find that just funny that they didn't understand how many times do your teenagers have told you, well, you don't understand. And usually I do, but you know, in this case they didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, they totally didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though they've been, you know, visited by angels, you know, I mean, they were told and yeah. you know, people were prophesizing about your child, you know, wise men came and gave you these humongous gifts. It's like, Okay, there's got to be something special about your baby. So, you know, how do you not know? Yeah. Well, and, and I have done that. I have been so upset or frantic or whatever with my kids that I won't listen to them at the time. And then when a little bit of time passes, it's like, oh, I get it. Now I get it. Like, oh, yeah. I should have I sh I given you the opportunity. Or I do understand 
the decision you made, right or wrong, you know, whatever. Let's talk about it. But yeah, I have gone back and said, okay. Yeah. 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 We've all done that as parents. So, yeah. So, um, I did have a thought now. I can't remember what it was. So, that's all right. Uh, so, that's really it. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature, which means he just got bigger and mm-hmm. and in favor with uh, God and all the people. So, and his mother stored all these things in her heart. I, again, that's just, again, I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, this to me says that this is where Luke got his information from. Right. This is the source of this particular chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that Luke went directly to, you know, got it from the horse's mouth, you know? Yeah. I would have loved to hear like some more details of how, you know, him growing up. I wish we could have gotten more uh, stories of Jesus growing up, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. We'll find out when we get to heaven, right? That's right. So, all right. Anything else? We good? No, I think that's good. Yeah, this was a really good ch- I love this story. I wish, I wish our timing was better that we had time to... It was, you know, a couple of weeks from now when it was Christmas time. Right, but maybe, yeah. maybe John will be the story that we get to read of the birth of Christ. We'll see how that pans out. We don't, we don't uh, schedule these readings, right? We just, right. Uh, we're just going in five day days a week, day. one chapter at a time. So, all right. Um, so, I think I'm not sure because my brain is uh, uh, feeble and old, but I think this is our opportunity to give uh, the folks out there listening to uh, make a decision for Christ, Um, right? Isn't that the time that we do this now? Oh, yeah. So if you haven't made a choice for Jesus uh, and you um, feel like this is your moment that you want to turn your life over, uh, we're going to say the prayer. Um, This is just a prayer to tell God how you feel. Uh, You can say it with me. And uh, for anybody out there who is a follower of Christ, uh, if you just want to say it again, just to reiterate it out there to God, um, then feel free to join us uh, in whatever space you're at. So, all right, well, let's uh, let's pray the prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I know I've sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect blood that washes away all my sins, past, present, and future. Today, I will live my life for you. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So if you said that prayer for the first time, uh, congratulations and uh, welcome to the kingdom of heaven and the brotherhood and sisterhood of Christ. Uh, Today's a new day for you. Mark it in your Bible that today is the day that you said that prayer. And uh, we encourage you to get to a church, uh, find a church that um, we go to Bible teaching church. Um, It's non-denominational. We go to non, I think, non-denominational, but that's not necessarily the way you have to go. Um, But get to a pastor uh, to answer your questions, Uh, get involved, get into a group. Uh, I've encouraged people to, uh, if you want to use this podcast as a Bible study, feel free to use it, whatever tools you need to start uh, um, getting to know the Lord better. Um, Don't feel like you're alone and uh, share, share your experience uh, that this is your day, right? Yes. And reach out to us if you need to go to Facebook, leave comments on YouTube, email us Lorraine at 
leapoffaithpodcast.org, Jeremiah at Leap of Faith. We'd love to hear from you and uh, interact and uh, share stories. Yeah, we would love to hear if you did become a uh, follower. That would be uh, amazing. Um, that's why we do this. We're shepherding people and uh, trying to get as many into the kingdom of heaven as we possibly can, because that's what we are charged to do. Um, that's right. So, so uh, awesome. So now we're going to talk about the little things. Yeah, the little things. I know. Now I can relax a little bit. Back, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Drink my drink, you know. You so what are we talking about today, uh, Jeremiah? I, I think we're talking about um, something that we wear or something that we write with a partner, like the same thing or something. Yes. Have you ever been forced? Just not... I know. I'll, I'll, I'll remind you. <laughs> so, okay. Back up a little bit, everybody. Y'all have to understand that Jeremiah and I are in two different, uh, actually, pieces of land at this point. He's on the mainland in San Antonio, and I'm on an island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Four hours difference. So, um, so this is, you know, we are doing what we can to get this podcast out to you guys. So yes. uh, bear with us. But anyway, if we were right next to each other, I'd be passing him a note to tell him what it is, probably. <laughs> but exactly. we're not. And so we're flying uh, by the seat of our pants. Anyway, so we're going to do, uh, have you ever been forced to wear like a similar clothes for right. a specific, you know, for an event? or for a family photo or whatever. So have you ever had that experience? So I will actually change my clothes if I'm wearing the same thing as anybody else. Oh, wow. Like we put the same color on, like yeah. I'll go back and like, oh, I can't wear this. Oh, that's so funny. So you've never actually like done a family photo wearing like the same clothes? Well, when I'm absolutely forced, <laughs> I've done it once. We did a family photo. I think we wore jeans and a white shirt, you know, way back when. And recently I have allowed a similar item to be worn by me and my wife. I allow like it really mattered. So I'm yeah. a nerd, right? I'm a geek, total geek. And so I agreed to purchase this item because my wife really wanted it and it made her happy and it made me happy. So I got to set it up. We were going on a family vacation to a, de a destination in Florida where you go and there's a mouse and now there's other okay. Marvel and Star Wars or whatever. So I've seen this for a while, this particular uh, they do a couple of different things with it, but um, so are you a Star Wars fan? I I know I I'm not nerdy about it, but I like I can't I can't quote you know except the main stuff. But I do know I know Star Wars. I've I I actually remember the year it came out, and I went that summer with my dad and my brother to go see it, and I was like, holy cannoli, what the heck just happened? Like, for real. That was, like, something we'd never seen before. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So so in Empire Strikes Back, 
there's a love story that starts brewing between Han Solo and Princess Leia. Yes. Right. And towards the end of the movie, Princess Leia says, I love you to Han Solo. And what is Han Solo's response? I know. I know. Yeah. Then in Return of the Jedi, Han Solo says it to Princess Leia when they're in the forest, right? She says, I know. So this is a cute little thing that us Star Wars geeks know about. Yes. And so we bought T-shirts. And my wife has Princess Leia, has a picture of Princess Leia on it. It says, I love you. And then I have a picture of Han Solo on mine that says, I know. I allowed that. And we actually get a lot of compliments about it. It's kind of, well, she'll tell me, like, I want to wear it today. I'm like, okay, okay. (laughs) So this is like an ongoing thing. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just on vacation. We've worn it around town. It's probably, I would say, once every few weeks. She's like, today we're wearing it. I love it. I love it. So So she's a Star Wars fan. No. Oh, she just likes that. She like when she saw the t-shirts, she's like, do you know this? I was like, oh, yeah, they make rings. They make necklaces. It's like, it's a thing. It is a thing. And so she knew if it's a thing, I might go ahead and do it. And so the fact that I do it with her, I think is like, she she doesn't know. She's seen Star Wars once. Like, she doesn't care. Um, But because it's a thing and she knows I, we, we do it, so. That is so funny. Okay, so I do know, okay, so not only did I watch all of the the three episodes that came out, right? There were originally three episodes. Right. And then I think I've mentioned possibly on, on one of our podcasts that uh, when they rebooted them back in 1990, I'm going to say 99 is when yeah, they rebooted. Um, and then they ran all of them in the movie theaters, you know, for whatever reason, Rich made me go to every single one of those. <laughs> I had actually saw, I bought him the set on VHS, the uh-huh. original VHS, undoctored, un, you know, edited, whatever. I still have it um, for him when he was on deployment. I sent that to him so he had something to watch. Um, but anyway, uh, so we rewatched him. And then, of course, Joshua came along. And then Sharon's son, they were buddies. They're big Star Wars geeks over there. Mm-hmm. Like they know like all the little nuances, all the little, you know, all that yeah. stuff. And I I don't know all that stuff. I've seen all of the episodes except the last one when uh, the very, very last one with Luke Skywalker coming back, like they, the cliffhanger was he showed up at the end of the yes. second to last one, right? Yes. And then... Well, he dies. I, no, he dies in this. Spoiler! Oh, shoot. <laughs> I just told you I didn't see it. Wait, <laughs> then you haven't seen the last two. I saw... Uh, I saw the one where he... Sh- I saw the one where Han Solo gets killed. Yeah, there's two more after that. Oh, you're kidding. No, you're, you're way behind. I think I might be behind. Oh, Maybe I just don't remember seeing it. I have to go back and look. Well, my Disney Plus expired, so I didn't get to. I have to re-up it, I guess. So. Yeah, you need to because you need to. Even my wife has seen those. Like she doesn't. Yeah. She's seen them once. We made her go to those. Yeah. Well, can I you know, can I share one more story? Let me just share one. Yeah, more story. please. Yeah. So when when we when we went to to Disney, um, 
we uh, we went with my son, my middle child, and her fiance. And so uh, we were staying at this place, and it was a house. We rented a house, and there was an upstairs and downstairs. And so my son, being a young t- teenager, he got a lightsaber. And so one morning we we need to leave because you got to get there early, right? And when the park opens or whatever. So it's me, my wife, and my daughter. We're we're ready to go and we're waiting for the boys. And so we hear the lightsaber come on, like it's turned on because you can hear it. And 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 Raina's like, I can't believe Brady, her brother, did this. So she goes up there to go get on because she's you know she's got a clock, right? She's she's the boss. She goes up there and we hear, you both have them out? And her boyfriend had also gotten his out. Oh, she was not happy. <laughs> we need to go. So it's just, it's a cute little story that she thought it was just her little, you know, her little brother, but it was her fiance as well. That's uh, so funny. You know, playing with the lightsabers. <laughs> Do you remember the original lightsabers that came out like way back in, well, I don't know when they started making them, but the ones that like you had to flip, like uh-huh. they were like, and there was no light in them. They were just right. like, you flip it and they're plastic and, you know, and then they started developing them and getting them better and lights in them and making the noise and, you know, they were upgrading, you know, and yeah, the next thing you're going to be like real lasers and you're going to be cutting people with them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that will be scary. Yeah. So. So I, my story about wearing similar clothes, I've, I've never gone out in public wearing the same thing as my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but every year at Christmas, um, we, I think it was after Gabriel was born, I would go and buy um, new pajamas for everybody. And they were all the same color so we could take our Christmas picture together. Um, so it was a little challenging because, uh, adult sizes didn't always come in the same patterns as the kid sizes. And so I was, it it was a little challenging, but, uh, but we did that for quite a long time. I haven't done it again. I was actually thinking about doing it again this year. Uh, as my boys got older, I just made them get in the same color and then we would take a picture in front of the fireplace or in front of the Christmas tree. And, you know, of course, trying to get them to do the picture is challenging because nobody likes to get their picture taken. My kids have been getting their pic like they when I would go in to take pictures of them at school, they already knew the drill. Like they right. knew they knew that they had to smile and they knew they couldn't make quirky little goofy faces, although sometimes they did. But it's like they were like. They knew, they knew like, they would tell their friends, they're like, I, we got this. Just, just do what my mom tells you to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our story of having to wear, uh, you know, it's all, it all revolves around Christmas for us. We're in the same, the same outfit. So I don't think as a little girl growing up, like I know there's pictures of my sisters back in the, uh, 60s the two oldest sisters were like a a year apart and so uh they and they actually looked like they were twins to me when you look back at pictures of them they Mm kind of looked like twins because they were so close together um but they were i think they had to wear some (laughs) like matching outfits like for easter for christmas you know stuff like that i think 
I think mom did that for them, but yeah. So, so we're coming up on Christmas and uh, I think that, um, I don't know, we'll have to talk about traditions and stuff for Christmas like we did for Thanksgiving, not this episode, but coming up in the next one or two episodes, we'll, uh, we'll talk about traditions and what people do for Christmas. So, yeah. Awesome. So I think we're finished, yeah? And this was a good one. This was really, uh, it was fun. This was a fun one. It so was. I think it we're was. getting better at this. We are. I think we're, so. We can say it. We're getting better. We are getting better. All right. We can only get better. I mean, where else is there to go? No? I'm sure. <laughs> no, don't say that. That'll just, yeah, don't don't put that out there. So. All right. Well, I'm going to say uh, thank you for listening, uh, everybody. We are so grateful that you are here and listening to us. And hopefully uh, you were blessed by this, just like Jeremiah said when he was praying that this is a blessing to you, to us, to God. And uh, anything you want to add into there? No, I just uh, have a, a blessed week and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.